0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A 4-0 win in Albania sets up a must-win Nations League group decider with Israel tomorrow Alex McLeish says he can see the hunger in his players' eyes to complete the job And it was a quiet weekend on the domestic front with a first Partick Thistle point for Gary Caldwell I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Unity will surely be the order of the day when Scotland play Israel tomorrow night at Hamden There was opposition to Alex McLeish becoming the national team manager and that's allowed But surely we haven't reached the stage Where we hope the national team fails And the manager carries the can Alex says And I quote Confidence is very high I can tell I can feel it I can see it in the eyes It would be nice If what he says about the players Could also be said About the fans Yeah I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow night Gordon To say it's a, a massive one Would be an understatement uh, I thought it was a thoroughly Impressive performance away in Albania, and it's exactly what we needed, you know. And uh, we have to take that into tomorrow night's game and confidence from mm. everyone, really. Yeah, well, let us know what you made of the game on Saturday night, and of course, then what that means with regards to your thoughts for tomorrow. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB. And the reaction to this is is always. Entertaining, Hugh, because yeah. you know, you're seeing people say, "Oh, come on, it was only Albania, and let's not get carried away." On the back of a week where there's so much negativity Of everyone reminding us of, of how poor we are And all, all that's come after that with the, the withdrawals from the squad and so on You can't be anything but delighted with a 4-0 win against Albania Regardless of how bad they were Regardless of whether they were down to 10 men or not It was a job very well done Isn't it the case that in football we always say You can only beat what's in front of you we didn't send away to Santa asking for Albania on Saturday night. They were simply the next team up for us. We were poor when we played Israel away. We were good, very good against Albania. That tends to be the way we are. But surely, as I say, if Alec is issuing a rallying cry for supporters to get to Hamden, if you don't want to go, fair enough, free country. But surely, we don't hope that the national team and the national team manager don't do well Alex there was a lot to like about the performance Because like I say given all the negativity in the build up And where we were at I'm pretty sure most people would have just settled for Any three points You know, Especially on the road A win would have been enough But it was very convincing And a lot of the football on display as well And in fact you know, it really could and possibly should have been A lot more than four yeah, I have to say, I thought overall, I thought the boys done brilliant. You know, it was a kind of mix and match, Gordon. It was kind of uh, changed the shape as well. Alex went to a four-three-three. It allowed them to get the players uh, more advanced. I thought Christie came in and done absolutely brilliant. McGregor was doing that holding role as he as he's doing for Celtic in the last like four or five weeks or so. Mm. Forrest in one wing, Young Fraser on the other. And I, th- I have to say, I thought Stephen Fletcher was brilliant. He just gave it that focal point, the physical. Element that we need as well To get the runners off him All of which Alec Proves one thing About Alec McLeish There was the whispering campaign About Oh He's lost the dressing room They don't fancy him Fletcher has recalled Over a year Since he last played for Scotland No huff No questionable attitude Goes out Plays really well Gets his goal And the reaction Of the rest of the players When All of the goals came Proved to me That there is unity within the squad Within the camp And what will be will be against Israel tomorrow But it's not true to say that Alec McLeish Is getting things wrong 
And has lost the confidence Of the players Simply not true Okay what did you make Of Saturday night 01419511025 And more importantly Can the job be finished off tomorrow Really a must win game At Hamden against Israel So give us a call And if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB Let's hear firstly from Alex McLeish He says he can uh, see the hunger In his players eyes Ahead of the game tomorrow he says the squad is in the best frame of mind after the 4-0 win um, but admits that it's going to be a tough match at Hamden tomorrow. You've hit the nail on the head. The confidence is very high for the players. I can tell, I can feel it, I can see it in the eyes. We know that we have home advantage and a very good opportunity to do this and these players can do this. We um, know that that's the end result is a victory. And we also respect Israel and the, the, obviously they, they have been on a good run of forum. But we feel very strong uh, here at Hamden and we'd love to have the fans right behind the players from the very first kick of the ball right through to the end. And if it goes right through to the end, we, we'll be positive about the outcome. Right, come on then, the floor is yours 0141 That's the number James in Cather has dialed What's your point tonight, James? Hi there guys, evening Derek, evening you Hiya well, <laughs> As soon as we find Derek, we'll get him to say hello to you That's just old habits, James, it's Alex in here <laughs> Yeah, we ain't one, is he? <laughs> uh, I'd just like to say, I'm just, I've just phoned up It's regarding Ryan Christie's performance the other night in the, in the last few weeks for Celtic just think the boy's been exceptional His, his levels are so high and his energy is, is absolutely frightening. Yeah, he's he's been the one of the stories of the season. You know, he has had quite a career in a quiet way, Ryan Christie. You know, he's an Inverness Cali Thistle player, wins the Scottish Cup with them. Some people will go through their entire lives, never win the Scottish Cup. Ryan's got one of those. He was still a teenager when yeah. he won it as well. Uh, out on loan to Aberdeen after he joined Celtic and was terrific for Aberdeen. Without doubt, one of Derek McInnes's best players. And then he wanders on to the pitch at Murrayfield one Sunday afternoon in a Celtic jersey and makes all the difference in the world to Brendan Rodgers' side and hasn't looked back since. And that now includes his international appearances because he was first class uh, against Albania on Saturday night. So he has emerged uh, as one of the surprise success stories of the season. And if he doesn't start tomorrow, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Alex, perhaps the most important word that James mentioned there was Energy And that yep. That was evident Particularly in, in Ryan Fraser's goal Yeah of course He must get credit For yeah. terrific composure Great finish But if Ryan Christie Doesn't show that Will to go and get the ball back yeah, course, Then yeah. that doesn't happen Yeah well, well I was talking before the, the show to yourself Gordon And it's interesting Because he, uh, when he does that With Celtic as well It's that, that high press He's got the legs to do it He gets in people's faces And then there's a turnover Of the ball uh, And he has that in abundance And uh it's interesting watching him over the years. Uh, when I watched him at Inverness, you could clearly see a talent. He was he was a beanpole. He was very thin. You look at him now and you think, whoa, he's got something about him. He's got big old shoulders. He's athletic. And that's what you need in the modern game. Plus, he's got that technical ability. So he's added all this to his game. And it's that naughty side. You know that side of the game, go and press the ball high. And that comes from Celtic. Celtic do that uh, week in, week out So he's added that to his game. And I think for me, it's took him to another level. And then, of course, played the part in the... The, the the James Forrest goal as well yes. So you know all, all different aspects To his performance well, on listen, Saturday the, the, the ball he puts down the left hand side To young Ryan Fraser For the, for the cutback for uh, uh, James Forrest's goal Now Regardless what level of football you watch Over the course of the weekend Whether it's the top, the elite 
you know, the Spains, the Portugal, any Brazil. If you'd have seen that goal in any other stratosphere, you'd have been, what an unbelievable goal, Gordon. The ball over the top, the cut back, the chip by Forrest, and then the volley with his weaker foot. And you're thinking, that's just sublime. And it, that's what Scotland need today, Gordon. They need to get from defensive third, mm. bump, bump, goal, and then all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, it's impressive. He done it on four different levels. You know, League Cup, Europa League, domestic league, and... Now the, the international side So James this recent progress From Ryan Christie Has it surprised you or, or were you one of the ones Always confident That he could make that step up I, I seen Last year when I seen him At Aberdeen I'm going There's a, there's a player here For Selig mm-hmm. I'm a Selig man as well And, and I'm going like that now I'm saying Hopefully in January Some these Premiership clubs Are only going to come Chatting for him And, I, I'm, and just another point as well I think Scott Brown's going to struggle To get back in the Celtic team it's been absolutely it's, it's becoming more and more interesting by the week because, as Alec pointed out earlier, you know, he's now got Callum McGregor doing the job that he did. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, I'm sure, will be respectful where his club captain is concerned, but it's becoming a more interesting topic of conversation. It's hugely just on that, Gordon. As it's fascinating, but it's not just Scott Brown because where does Cham come into the play as well, Gordon? Because he's like the holding one. And McGregor's doing a similar he's, he, well, A McGregor, similarly impressive the, job Well the, the the thing about McGregor is Is the actual kind of mm. Pace in which he's playing the ball forward You know in, uh-huh. in between the, He's he's doing mm. a lot Well Hugh mentions it there You know talking about doing it Coming in for, for the cup game if you like And then taking that into the league And then the Europa League And then international football And again this goes back to that You'll hear it You know it's only Albania But the, the fact remains Many players have played in Scotland teams Against so-called weaker opposition yeah. And not managed that step up to international yeah. football away from home Ryan Christie did How much of that, Alex, is aided by just being full of confidence? When, when yeah. you're on one of those runs And you know, you're know you scoring and you're contributing and your team's winning and Do you just feel like you can continue to go up the levels? Well, well, you have to remember, Gordon, I think he's only 23 So in terms of his development, he's still very much at the, the early stages So... As a player, when you come into a certain environment, so when he goes up to Aberdeen, he would think to himself, I'm coming from Celtic, I'm mm. the big fish. So all of a sudden he goes to Aberdeen, he starts exerting himself on that kind of level, he's performing week in, week out. Comes back to Celtic, it's a different playground altogether. You've got all these big names that you're saying. Then he gets an opportunity and you go, I'm taking this. And that's the key thing, Hugh, because he's managed to come into the fold, he's managed to take it, he's grasped it by the, 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 the scruff of the neck, then he gets put into the international scene and it seems as there. So again, it'll be another good test from tomorrow night because the the, the the levels have already been reached. He's setting up goals, he's tackling, he's getting all the energy, he's got all the ability and he'll have to produce mm, that again I tomorrow th- night. But I think the point you make is is absolutely correct, Gordon. That he, he, you know, he's got a long-term contract with Celtic now uh, because the club have obviously thought to themselves, oh, oh we better get him secured for the future. Uh, so... Everything he touches at the moment turns to gold and he must be feeling mm. great every time he walks out onto the park. Right, thanks to James on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, what have we got? Jonathan says, I thought we played very well against Albania. He thinks Fraser was the best player on the pitch and would go with an unchanged team against Israel. I think most probably would. Uh, Scotty's been honest. He says, I wanted to dislike this performance. I don't like the manager, but it was tremendous by most of the players. I still want my cliche out, but I always want Scotland to win at any sport. There we go. At least, listen, at least it's honest. <laughs> you win 4 nothing and... Uh, I still want the manager out 0141-951-1025 Ken is in Cambus Lang Hi Ken Hi, how you doing? Hello Gordon How you doing Hugh and Hi. Alex? Hello Hi, uh, 
before I go on, can I just ask you to do one thing for me to please fight your natural instincts and not interrupt? Cheers. Right, I'm not falling to praise Alec McLeish for sad, uh, sad and interesting but to praise the players. I mean, I think most of them probably wouldn't have got a start if there hadn't been nine call-offs. So I think the ones that came in done a fantastic job. Thought uh, Fraser was brilliant. The guy right back, he admitted he didn't have a great game. And Ryan Christie was, again, like he is from Celtic, he was in fantastic form. I hope these players get a chance tomorrow night to show that it wasn't just a one-off and that they, they do deserve their places in the starting lineup in that team. And that will then give the manager a headache about who to pick. And it will stop maybe the ones that called off, great legitimate injuries, being complacent that they will get first pick. You know what I mean? Ken, I, I think you're right. The, the players should take uh, tremendous credit. If they had lost the other night, would you have been saying that uh, Alec McLeish had no blame in a, lo- a loss? No, not necessarily. No, I mean, the so players, they're, have, they're, they're, they're would, a failed. Yeah, but you wouldn't have come on here and give him, like, he should, he's dis- he should deserve credit for picking the team, picking the different shape because he's been playing with three at the back. Uh, up until now and he's recognised the personnel because of these call-ups and you rightly say but when you look at the actual setup, working on it all week it's a collective thing so to exclude the manager from that then for me doesn't really <coughs> sit right Yeah I'm, I must admit I mean, I'm not one of these I'm one of these that actually didn't want McLeish back in the job I mean he's a decent enough manager but I just didn't want him back in the job you know Ken, but, um, Ken, Ken, and, and Hugh said that earlier on people are entitled to their opinion that's fine but because he's in the job, I think where we're at now, because we are where we are as a nation, 20 years, we've got an opportunity to go and try and get a positive result tomorrow. And I, and, and, and listen, there'll be many reasons why people might not have won Alec back in the job, but he is in the job. So why not try and get behind the guy, the team, and then collectively as a, as a nation, mm. we can try and get into the next uh, the playoff. And Hugh, where Ken is bang on, and I can't see many people disagreeing with whether it was Alex McLeish's genius Or whether we stumbled upon it We found a winning formula on Saturday And you can't see that changing Unless we're forced to tomorrow Now Ken I'm about to give my answer And I'd be very glad if you didn't interrupt <laughs> so, uh, so yeah you're right I mean I, I would play the same team uh, With the possible exception of Callum Patterson Who has had an unfortunate night And if he can't be accommodated somewhere else Then you need to find another Fullback So what, you, you just think As much as he used to be A right back Did, did you just think It looked uncomfortable for him Well he, Maybe it was the uh, Eros Gresda That made it Uncomfortable for him Maybe he's just Get out of the habit Of playing there He says himself He can't wait To get back To being a guy Who chases goals Rather than chases wingers <laughs> uh, So You know the, he, he had an unfortunate night Alec McLeish Will know better Than anyone Whether or not To put him in there again In that position But it should be the same team that goes again. I'm just fascinated. And Ken's you know, admitted that he didn't want Alec McLeish to get the job. I'm just fascinated by the collective state of mind among the, the support. Some of whom are still going on about the way Alec left, the way he went to Birmingham City. And they're in two minds whether they want Scotland to win tomorrow night because Alec McLeish is in charge. I just find that fascinating. Okay, so Hugh, so you can back to your point in terms of, uh, sorry, Ken, when we're saying about uh, Patterson. 
I can't really see any other options. Well, but that's the, that's the reality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, obviously there's been the... Steve O'Donnell is, is out the fold now because of an injury. And then there was a feeling that, that tier, this might Tierney have been the time well, and Tierney would go over. Absolutely, Gordon. So the thing is, you're, you're kind of limited because... Jack of, Henry, would that be the only possi- possible... Possibly, Gordon. He, he, I think Unless the, you change the shape. Well, the, uh, listen, Which is I, unlikely. I, I, I mean. I, no, listen, he will go with the same shape. I think the, the players look comfortable with it. The personnel... Look good as well And uh, why would you change it You know If it's not broken mm. Then don't fix it So uh, Possibly Henry could go to right back Because he's played there Several times yeah. for Celtic uh, 01419511025 On the phones On Twitter At Clyde SSB Lewis McInnes is on He says Brilliant result on Saturday But my question is Do we go back to the players Who pulled out Or do we keep the same Starting 11 This is a wake up call As you should give more players A chance who are informed For your club And not who you play for well, I think it's quite easy Tomorrow Hugh yeah. But that, that question Kicks in down the line Absolutely. And we'll worry We'll worry about that When we get and, to it And it only kicks in Down the line If there is a mm. down the line uh, And tomorrow If things were to go Pear shaped uh, Then there would be As ever The, the post-mortem And who knows What would happen after that uh, But For those 90 minutes Against Israel The team That played In Albania could very well be the team that plays in Mount Florida Give us a call Two goals for James Forrest on Saturday And we're going to hear from him After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on a fine win for Scotland in Albania We've already heard from the likes of Alex McLeish And we want to hear from you So give us a call Send us a tweet at Clyde SSB uh, And we'll go over it all As well as look ahead to tomorrow's crunch game Against Israel The show's going to come live from Hamden Park tomorrow uh, From 6 o'clock So do make sure you tune in to that one Josh is in Irvine Back from Albania I believe Josh yeah, late last night, lads. No feeling too good today, but not uh, a couple of nights sleep won't sort out. <laughs> I take it it was um, as impressive over there as it was from behind the TV screen, Josh. Uh, it was absolutely class. Um, yeah, I, I, I knew we would win myself. I, I thought we were going to win anyway, but I didn't. I mean, that comprehensively was, was, was yeah. I mean, it was really good. Um, the boys that come in, Fraser, but. Uh, Sorry, uh, and uh, Bates were absolutely fantastic. Um, I thought Christie was. I, I had to admit, I was a wee bit skeptical skeptical um, about Christie when I, when I said he was going to be coming in, um, just purely based on the fact that he, so he's only played a few games for Celtic this season, and you know he's only ever played one one game for Scotland. That was a massive game last night. Yeah, sorry, Saturday night. But uh, yeah, really, really impressed with him. Uh, and uh, Stephen Fletcher, obviously, I mean, he, he's quality. He's absolutely class. I, he's probably got one of the best touches in European football, in my opinion. Wow, that's a big uh, show, Josh. Josh, Josh, I can't, is, I can't is, believe Gordon, Josh. He is that good. He's that good. He could slap a grizzly bear in a phone box. Josh, <laughs> I cannot believe that you, coming from Irvine, have yet to mention Irvine's finest, James Forrest. James, right. Aye Yeah okay right It it was absolutely class It was really good I mean the the fourth goal See that fourth goal That is up there One of the best Scotland goals I've seen in 10 years of ball in Scotland It it was absolutely fantastic All round Christie Christie's part's totally underplayed In that goal by the way He 
he is, see the touch he takes for in the past is absolutely phenomenal. But uh, make no make no bones, uh, Forrest was absolutely class. Yes. I, I, I noticed mean, uh, on social media Scott McDonald, who was used to scoring a goal or two himself, uh, saying that if that had been a Lionel Messi, for example, mm. we'd have rattled on about it for a long time. Yeah, we're, we're going to hear from James Forrest in just a second. I have no idea if Stephen Fletcher has the best touch in Europe, Alex. However, um, last week in the studio, Tony Watt was in here and they're yeah. talking about having played with and, and against different strikers, and he was pretty adamant that you know that Stephen Fletcher that the role he does is. Underrated So you know Fans He doesn't always get The praise that he deserves From fans um, But Tony was saying That if you are Talking about You know the system That Scotland want to play With being a target man Up there Bringing players in And involving them uh, What Stephen Fletcher does Is actually Underrated Go along with that Yeah He leads the line Well Gordon And he has done Whatever club he's always been at. The one criticism of him Would be his goal To game ratio It isn't prolific But Like, like uh, Tony was saying In the show last week he then allows other players to play in around about him, and it's a it's a really difficult one because when you're talking about guys like Lee Griffiths, and that it's a different proposition. You get Lee's running into channels, but he doesn't have that kind of lead in the line because of his height uh, disadvantage and things. So there's different ways to uh, get the best out of strikers. But I thought Fletcher done brilliant, and, and I think the thing to his credit, and I think we have to reiterate this, is his application having been effectively bombed out of squads previously because. It would be easy mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's credit To his professionalism yeah. That he comes in He goes about his business in the, in the manner And it basically said To the manager I'm still here I've still got a lot to offer Pick me in the next yeah. couple of Because uh, this is a guy Who if you think back To the Craig Levine era There, there was a bit of a Disagreement there And yeah. everyone was calling For him to get To get brought back in So uh, with all of that Water under the bridge I suppose you, you have to You have to take your hat off To the way he was Willing to, to come in And Make minimal fuss I think people reach a certain stage in life No matter which career they pursue Where they appreciate things more You know, he's appreciating Have you reached that stage? You've surpassed that, haven't you? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Alec and I are just in in a hammock Smoking (laughs) cigars, I mean But uh, he has reached that stage, Stephen Fletcher Where, you know, he's had his battles with people And now he's just getting on with playing his football He enjoys his league football and he gets a recall to play for his country And he embraces the opportunity Rather than says well, where, where have you been for the last year and a half? Why didn't you phone me before this? Uh, Josh, from what you can remember What, what was the mid like over there? Because, listen, if you are a big enough Scotland fan To, to go all the way to Albania and watch the game You're probably a bit more sympathetic To, to certain things than, than than guys who are moaning about it on Twitter Basically, is, is what I'm getting at was it, was it all positive or was there still a bit of trepidation? Well, the, guy, the guys, the guys that are, are moaning about things on Twitter and that, you know, are the same people that say Stephen Fletcher's a terrible footballer. He's not, um, you know, and, and the, the same people that say Scotland are terrible at football are not terrible at football. Um, you know, and in, in any team, you need power, pace, and ability. You know, pace. We've got, you know, Fraser and Forrest in there. I mean, Fraser is fleeing. He is absolutely lightning. He's that quick He can go out of bed at night Hit the switch And get back into bed Before the lights go on <laughs> uh, Have you been practising these all day? That's right, a grizzly right. bear Muhammad, I'm, I'm going to write these down Muhammad, I quite like these If Muhammad Ali was oh, still with us You would owe him a few quid now Be fair uh, I pinched that one um, No um, it, No seriously it, 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 And the power I mean Scott McKenna David Bates in there um, Callum Patterson You know the Real big solid guy. Our 
our height, the average height of the, uh, of the team, uh, the starting lineup there night was about five eleven, uh, which is is, is is taller than most, um, you know, most teams these days out with Germany, um, and um, I, I just feel like I mean, in defence there we've got a real um, prospective partnership in, in um, Scott McKenna and uh, David Bates. I think uh, I, I've always, even when he was at Rangers, I, I felt that David Bates, man to man, is a top, top-class defender, um, and, and, as is Scott McKenna. Um, and, you know, and we've got quality right through the team, and Chris, Day, McGregor, Armstrong, uh, and even the boys that are, that are out injured uh, to come back in. So, yeah. yeah uh, no, uh, and just before we let you go, just before we let you go, Josh, would, would you recommend Albania at this time of year? A wee break? Do you know, it was, it was class, it was cheap as chips. It was... <laughs> Oh, no, that's priorities yeah, yeah. two flights it was, uh, no, it was absolutely fantastic uh, yeah, yeah Tirana just it was a bit of a nightmare to get to mind you but I think it was six flights we had in total um, but uh, no it was uh, great yeah brilliant place to go to, to be fair Hugh Josh will be getting no sympathy from me because I had to watch it in a, a Canadian pub didn't know there was yeah. such a thing in London surrounded by Irish people who were clearly more interested in them beating the All Blacks at rugby So I was stuck in the corner with one TV By the way, having left here at 8 o'clock on Friday night to get down to London And without boring you with the details, I didn't get there till 3 o'clock uh, in the morning And I was flying by the way, not walking right. Was that uh, via, via Stringfellows? Unbelievable I'm flying most Friday nights But <laughs> uh, I'm glad to see the people of Albania have got a much better lifestyle now Because 35 years ago like I went yeah. there with Aberdeen Sir Alex, who was then just Alex, was the manager, and it was an odd old place. So odd that I ended up on his balcony eating Mars bars and drinking soft drinks that he had taken out of the club hamper for me. This is what fascinates me about Hugh Keevens, Alex. He used to sit on Sir Alex Ferguson's balcony and yeah. eat Mars bars, and, and now he spends Monday night with us. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> what a come down. He, he only let me in because my granny and grandfather came from Govan. Good stuff 01419511025 On the phone's Twitter uh, We're at Clyde SSB James Forrest says He was delighted to get His first and second goals For Scotland To set up the huge game Tomorrow night The winger says Spirits are high um, But says they can't take Anything for granted When it comes to Playing Israel tomorrow yeah, Obviously we're, we're delighted with, with a good week's training And uh, I think the, the boys put in A really good performance From from start to finish I'm absolutely buzzing I've had a few chances To score before But uh, obviously in, in the 25th cap To score two um, I'm delighted And it, it takes a lot of confidence Into the next game on Tuesday I think uh, you, you always have to Believe in your ability And, and uh, once, you, once you get the chance You, you need to take it Because there's a lot of good players In the squad And as I said I think uh, right throughout the team we, we played really well And I said I think all the boys Will take confidence Going into Tuesday Let's just take a moment to appreciate that goal then I know it was mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on But let's forget who it was against yeah. Where it was, anything else y- You cannot belittle that goal Because no. of what was involved in it Alex was just It was top quality It was outstanding Gordon And uh, you talk about the classic counter-attack The ball out to the left-hand side The lovely cutback The dink And then the volley and The, the actual execution of all that Gordon And the, and the, the way to pass from Fraser The way to pass by Christie So when you... When, Put all that into the mix It was a top, top finish And he he used a word there, James That is a modern day word That's a word for you, God Not necessarily for an old codger like myself But it applies to all of those players in the Scotland team As James said, buzzing Have you ever said that word in your life before? Only to 
get the kids to go to bed or something. Yeah, I was going to say you looked a bit uneasy as if you were working your way up to get, uttering a young person's word. I could do it in their accent. Yeah. Oh, I'm versatile. Yeah. I think it was good that we said there, Gordon. In terms of it was good that we get a good week's training under our belt, and then that allows you to yeah. kind of look at the personnel and then execute mm-hmm. that and then take it into the match. I mean, again, is is that just another one who's absolutely flying, thriving on sort of being one of the main attacking forces for Celtic? And brings that in Alex Because had that goal been on his right foot It would have been impressive enough He's probably In fact most wingers get that criticism Oh you know They're all one side or whatever For for someone to rattle in such an emphatic finish On their weak foot That just shows you where the confidence level is Gordon It it actually came uh, A couple of years ago James Forrest was an out and out winger He would go and search the line And he would maybe contribute with four, five, six goals Mm. Brendan Rodgers comes to Celtic and then he starts coming in off the line and as, and as an example of that would have been the other night against Albania because he's almost past the first post who normally yeah. would say you make sure you, if you're on the right hand side you're coming in, yeah. come in at the back post he's coming right in which allows him to get across the face of the striker which is nigh on impossible for the for the centre-halves mm-hmm. to, to see him so they can't mark him and then because of his movement his finish is great but that's 11 goals already for him and we're not even into December so potentially he could look, and I'm not like put pressure on him because he's, he'll set his own goals, but he'll be looking at 20 goals this season. I'm glad uh, the Twitterati, as you calls them, are, are enjoying Josh's contribution to the show. Um, but just, just to put something to bed, as John McIlvany is accusing, Josh is not Stephen Fletcher's brother-in-law. So there we go. <laughs> just thought I would get that out there. William is a Rangers fan from Wisher. Hi, William. How are you doing, lads? Oh, good, William. What's your take on the other night then? Um... I think that everybody uh, deserves a bit of praise, even uh, Hugh Keevans, because I listen to the programme every single night. Sometimes Hugh, um, well, most, 99%, I don't agree with what he says, but I thought Hugh was going to come on tonight and be the prophet of doom and gloom. But believe it or not, some folk actually listen to Hugh Keevans and take in what he says. And I thought he was spot on tonight. I thought, well, Andy listening, I thought we'd done brilliant. I thought we'd done great. Nobody likes, um, I like McLeish isn't everybody's cup of tea, but the amount of pressure that was on Alec McLeish the other night and the players, the, the, the amount of call-offs, um, I just think that they've just went and turned around and goes, right, this is what we can do now. I, I, I really don't care if we draw them or if we beat them or because we've seen um, the other night they shut a lot of people up. And as I say, Big Alex Murphy's cup of tea. There's a lot of people out there that are just waiting for a manager to fail, or waiting for the players to fail. And this is a trait in the West of Scotland that we've got. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know what? Just knuckle down, get behind the boys, and, you know, give it your best and support them 100%. And I'll definitely be there tomorrow night. Exactly. All we can so, do is take games in isolation. Take Albania. I said to you, Gordon, Friday night's programme. Albania are international cannon fodder So if you've got international cannon fodder Do the proper thing And shoot them out the cannon And that's what Scotland did And you cannot criticise the performance It was first class Four goals away from home Anybody will take that Uh, And now we move on All I am asking is that Surely Surely In the country You don't have people who are Sitting there hoping that Their national team flops so that they can vent their feelings about the manager they didn't want in the first place. Have we, have we become that perverse? 
It's uh, so 01419511025 On the phones On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB There's more of that Coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been looking back On Scotland's win in Albania Hearing from the likes of James Forrest and Alex McLeish But Hugh, uh, we do have a bit of breaking news tonight mm. And I would like to get your reaction to this 01419511025 uh, The SPFL have announced what they call a groundbreaking broadcast deal from 2021 Simplified, what it means is that the Scottish Premiership will be shown on Sky Sports And Sky Sports only uh-huh. Which means uh, goodbye to BT for the meantime well, first of all, it's reflective of the product here being better than it was. That's the only way you interest broadcasters. It's the only way you get an auction uh, over the final deal you're going to get if the product is worth having an auction over. Uh, so that has been established. I see one quote from Neil Doncaster which catches my eye. Whilst we are not in a position to reveal exact figures, it's indicative of the sums involved that the clubs quickly voted to accept the deals before them. So in other words, oh, oh it's a mm. worth a bundle. Quick, grab it. Uh, and we have undersold our game in the past, but now in the era of Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard and Stephen Clark. And all the other good positive things that are going on here Here is a deal that actually mm-hmm. reflects the improved status of Scottish football Alex Ray, another line here The Premiership clubs, clubs, easy for me to say Then gave their approval to each of the winning bids So the clubs, you know, essentially rubber stamped this uh, According to the statement anyway um, And this is always an interesting one Because there's so much opinion out there about You know, whether BT hand, uh, broadcast uh, a better quality of of program than, than Sky. People have their, their own opinions on that. Ultimately, it comes down to to money, though. And whoever was going to bid the most for the product was was going to win it. That that's, tends to be quite simple. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I think Hugh touches a lot of points in terms of where the game is at at the moment. Stephen Gerrard, Brendan Rodgers. You've got Neil Lennon. You know, you've got Steve Clark, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Wright. There's a lot of good things going on in the game, Gordon. And I think the key thing for everyone involved with the game is that BT and Sky were going head-to-head to try and get this. So it was always going to bump the price up. Uh, Sky's come up, and we're not quite sure of the figures, but it seems as if it's substantial. That will allow to then filter down back into the leagues, which will give us a better product, yeah. and we'll be able to reinvest more money. So overall, uh, it says that the club's rubber stamped it. For me, it was a no-brainer that the, the biggest deal mm. would have won because ultimately money talks in this game. God, if this impacts in a negative way on anyone who works for BT, then I am sorry for that. You know, uh, I don't like to see anyone uh, affected in a in a bad way. But this was an auction. Highest bidder takes all for the real prize. Uh, so. If anyone at BT is affected, I hope everything goes well for you in the future. But this is the commercial world in which we live. And to go back to Neil Doncaster's quote, as soon as the clubs saw the sums involved, they've thought, right, we're having that. Yeah, I mean, there are actually too many tweets to mention. The, the general feeling that I'm getting on the Clyde SSB Twitter feed, Hugh, is that the BT coverage is better and they care more. The The devil's advocate in me wants to say then, if they cared more, would they not have 
bid more Well you know it'd be wrong of us To uh, comment on another broadcaster's coverage of the game You know they, they could quickly come back and say Well we don't fancy your coverage of the game yeah. uh, So you know The only thing that's important here And I'll take anybody's point on board If they feel that The game is better covered by one than another Fine that, That's all a matter of personal taste But this issue Is about nothing Other than hard cash mm. And the clubs Have looked at the offer And said Right That one will do us And in terms of uh, The other broadcasters Who get a nibble Here and there About the Betfred Cup And uh, Deferred Coverage of games And so on and so forth They have all Whoever the company is They have all Had to pay up More money Than they have Paid up in the past Therefore Neil Doncaster gets it in the neck From just about everyone And sometimes he deserves it But He's driven a hard bargain here He's driven a good bargain And he has got The right result uh, Brian is in Lark Hall On this breaking news That Sky have been given Exclusive rights to The Premiership games in Scotland There are a couple of other uh, Points to mention Premier Sports They will exclusively broadcast uh, Between 12 and 16 Betfred Cup matches Going forward as well This kicks in from the 2020-2021 season um, Yeah, for the five seasons from 2020-2021 uh, Brian, what's your take? What's my take? Yes uh, Many subscriptions are ordinary fans Who can't go to games Going to need to see their clubs When I've seen the 48 games Now, the, the, the person answered the phone I, I didn't catch his name But he, he told me there was going to be uh, at this moment in time, the, the, the deal with BT and Sky is 60 games throughout the season. Yep. Up to 60 games. It's now 48. But the guy that answered the phone said that Premier Sports were going to make up the number, 60. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's the Betfred Cup, sorry. Yeah, so it's there's 40. only going to be 48 games. So that's 12 less games a season. And you've got to take another subscription. Now... We've not got the figures in front of us And frankly I'm not really caring yeah. about figures I'm caring about ordinary fans Well you don't need another you... That want to see Scottish football Just, just to be fair John you, you don't need another subscription Because you now don't need a BT subscription Sorry but I will need a BT subscription Because I've got internet through BT And I will want to be watching Champions League well, I sympathise with that But your point was to watch To watch your team you said To watch Scottish football You need an extra subscription I'm not necessarily disagreeing I just mean that's factually not not fair Because you now don't need that Because there is no Scottish football in BT I think I think this is a poor route that's going down A really really poor route Brian, Brian I said on Friday night That too much pay-per-view television is bad for the public Because we live in a world Of haves and have nots And too much pay-per-view For people who Can't afford Too much pay-per-view Is obviously A bad idea Now We have to come to the hard Cynical part of this This is a commercially driven World football And Neil Doncaster's job Is to Drive the hardest bargain he can On behalf of the clubs He has done that the money that the clubs will receive will now be greater than they have ever received before. Now, along the way, of course, there are casualties and the casualties are those who find too much pay-per-view television beyond their means. I fully accept that and I'm with you 100% that 
This is unfortunate. However, in Neil Doncaster's commercially driven world, he has delivered on mm. behalf of the clubs. Yep. One other thing. Yeah, and you go, Brian. Uh, I'm changing the subject here. Okay. Now, international football doesn't rock my boat at all. I'm a Rangers fan. I'm club driven. Mm-hmm. Always have been, certainly since I was a teenager. Yep. Uh, but what, it, what really irks me, and it's been happening since McLeish got the job, you know, basically, people coming on and having a go at McLeish because he's a former Rangers manager. This has nothing to do with Rangers or Celtic international football. Absolutely nothing to do. And, and why they're bringing it in, I do not know. Uh, there was even one guy that said the other day that McLeish shouldn't be Rangers manager. Sorry, McLeish shouldn't be Scotland's manager because he was involved in the EBT thing at Ibrox. That was an appalling thing to say. I don't think that all of the critics that Alec has are critical of him because he used to play or manage Rangers. Uh, yes, there will undoubtedly be some, without question. But there are those who say he walked out in Scotland before to join Birmingham City and on that basis he should never have been offered the job for a second time. So my answer to that is he had failed to qualify for the World Cup. He then chose to go down the road of club football. That's his prerogative. It's his working life. And I see no reason why he should not be appointed mm. Scotland manager for a second time 11 years later. Uh, but of course there are Celtic supporters who would have a, a dislike of Alec McLeish because he used to manage Rangers. Uh, that's part and parcel of the world we live in now. But it's not just about that. Uh, and that's why I'm saying at the very start of the programme Surely we can have a bit of unity tomorrow And simply hope the national team Managed by Alec McLeish Beats Israel Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It's time for Beat the Pundit Kick your week off in style By beating Hugh or Alex on Beat the Pundit It's 01419511025 If you want to give it a bash tonight Uh, You have to call us quick though You only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you do want to play tonight Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We kicked off by looking back on Scotland's 4-0 win in Albania We've heard from Alex McLeish and James Forrest So keep your thoughts coming on that And what it means for tomorrow night's game against Israel Can we get the job done? And then of course that breaking news we brought you about 15 minutes or so ago That Sky Sports will exclusively broadcast the Ladbrokes Premiership going forward Uh, So a bit of a change from the current situation which involves BT That will no longer be the case going forward We'll get back to a couple of those topics after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday it's time for Beat the Pundit What a way to kick off your week It would be if you could get one over on Hugh Evans or Alex Ray We'll toss the coin As soon as we introduce tonight's contestant It is Alan from Coat Bridge How are you tonight Alan? I'm not too bad yourself Yeah good stuff You've been studying hard all weekend Hugh, Hugh's been busy He's been away watching junior football And looking after grandkids So he, he could be rusty If you land on him tonight Oh I'll try my best And I had a night out with Alec Ray on Saturday So I'm all over the place You have to drive him home 
Oh, oh, there's another story as well You did? I'll reveal after the 9 o'clock the watershed <laughs> Right okay Because I know this Well someone had to And I know that you're sort of in that neck of the woods yeah, So it was you wasn't home, it? Yeah. yeah I knew it Did you have to carry him home or was he? Yeah. No he was compass yeah, menace good. Yeah. good stuff okay Right heads it is going to be Hugh Tails it will be Alex Ray And it is Tails It's Alex Ray He was the driver oh. So he might be a bit more on the ball Lewis Hamilton uh, <laughs> uh, Right let's get this up and running Alan, you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head I'm just going to give Alex some Clyde 2 in his ear So that he can't hear you uh, The secret is, Alan, you can pass So if you're going to do it, do it quickly Are you ready to go? Yeah Good man, your time starts now Scotland's Ryan Fraser played for which Scottish club? St Mirren Who scored England's first goal against Croatia last night? Oh, pass Which German club's stadium has been used for Germany against the Netherlands tonight? Munich Who's got the better goal difference Scotland or Israel Scotland Celtic Calvin Miller Is on loan at which club Pass Who did Neil Lennon Ah. Who did Neil Lennon manage After Celtic Take your time Think about it Okay Uh, Right let's bring Alex Ray back Can you hear us Yes I can can. Same set of questions to you Yeah Yep you're ready to go Scotland's Ryan Fraser Played for which Scottish club Aberdeen who scored England's first goal against Croatia last night? Uh-oh. Pass. Which German club stadium is being used for tonight's Germany against Netherlands game? Uh, who's the better goal difference, Scotland or Israel? Scotland. Celtic's Calvin Miller is on loan at which club? Dundee. Who did Neil Lennon manage after Celtic? Bolton. Who is currently top of Scottish League Two? Edinburgh City. Thanks, Shug. You, you made some frustrated noises during that, Alan. Does that mean you think you could have done better? I, I knew two of them. Listen, I, was that, they were, well, do you know what? Alex went in a bit of a roll at the end. I think you'll be kicking yourself over some of them. Uh, Let's go through them. That's quite, quite fire questions. Was... And the pressure's on, isn't it? It's different when you're. Are you one of these that squishes it at home, Alan, and thought it would be different when you came on here? Uh, usually, I'm actually still working at this time, but <laughs> I'm in the house just now, you know. Let's go through them We'll find out Alan First one Ryan Fraser played for Which Scottish club It was Aberdeen Remember started his career Brief um, In and around the first team And down to Bournemouth Uh, Who scored England's First goal against Croatia Jesse Lingard It was Jesse Lingard So it's 1-0 to Alex Ray After two questions Which German club stadium Has been used for tonight's Germany-Netherlands game Dortmund Schalke Uh, Who's the better Who has the better goal difference Scotland or Israel It's Scotland Plus five. five So you both got that right Well done to you Alan uh, Which means it's 2-1 to Alex It then went 3-1 Calvin Miller is on loan at Dundee It then went 4-1 Because Neil Lennon managed Bolton You'll be kicking yourself over that one Alan oh, that's You're just thinking Hibs yeah. You can see why it came to your head uh, And Edinburgh City are indeed top of League 2 So that's five to Alex Ray And one to you Alan Hardlines I'm not a problem uh, I thought, thanks, I play. That's probably Good man it was Tom good man. to have you Alan You can try again sometime And if you fancy it tomorrow We'll be back at the same do time. You know, do you know what? I'm sitting here thinking, Alec and I were at the Scottish Women's Football Association Awards dinner, which was a terrific do. Mm-hmm. And Neil Doncaster was at the next table. And I've just thought to myself, not very often you see Neil out and about in the town this Saturday night, and he's looking so pleased. Now we know why. He's just negotiated around about £30 million worth of business for the clubs in the SPF per year. I have to say, Gordon, just, just on the women's football, we would like to wish them well. Some of the uh, information we got the other night was really insightful. Uh, 
the draws the 8th of next month as well And uh, congratulations to all mm. the winners on the night mm. Incidentally, perhaps Neil Doncaster is sitting somewhere right now Saying, do you know what? Do you know who you don't see very often out in the town? <laughs> Hugh Keevans <laughs> <laughs> Must be because he's had a victory on Beat the Pundit recently <laughs> Except when Lorraine Herberson invites you and she's paying oh, oh, dear me Right, um how were the juniors by the way You were banging on oh. a Friday night You were going to the juniors on Saturday Domestic I, Football taking a bit of a back seat I've got to say thank you very much To Vale of Leaving Football Club They treated me and my grandson Noah Very very well uh, And uh, to St Anthony's Who were their opponents And the Ants won 1-0 I told you on Friday I'd always go to Or the Ants result every weekend Because my grandfather used to be a trainer with them And they gave me a photograph of my grandfather from season 1918-1919 him at the back with the coaches or trainers whatever you want to call them and the team and we went out and my grandson and myself had our photograph taken with today's team so 100 years apart 1918-1919 my grandfather's there in the team photo Mm. 2018-2019 season there with his his grandson and his great great grandson in the photograph with the ants. There you are. Amazing. I can't believe your gra- grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather was around in a time when they could take photos. That's 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 all I'm confused about yes. tonight. Hundred year old photograph. There you are. 01419511025. John is in Canvas Lang. My apologies, John. You've been hanging on for quite some time. Hopefully, it's worth the wait. What's your point? A long, a long, t- long, 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 long <laughs> time. But never mind. Uh, Welcome and good, uh, good evening, panel. Uh, here, my neighbours' dad has got something today with St Auntie's, uh, mm-hmm. Felix McKenna. I met Felix so, on Saturday, yes. Lovely yes, man. so right over the fence, first, when you said that, I remember, I knew you were talking about straight away. <laughs> the president of the Scottish Junior Football Association. Yes, oh, yes. All right. Very high up. Yes, yes. So, well, back to my point. It was just. I'm totally forgot it. I've been on this. <laughs> no, but no. I'll uh, help just, you. It, says, Alex, it McLeish. says Alex McLeish. I, yeah. Uh, his record as Scotland boss, and compared to the games the last time they now is is pretty good. I mean, we played two, three competitive games so far. We've won two, uh, and the, the team the other night was a really, really young team. If you take out McGregor and Fletcher up front, who played really well for Scotland, mm-hmm. and I feel we have for a right back away from being a really, really good team. And there's a players still to come back into the team like McGinn and uh, Tierney uh, up front, Griffiths, maybe Naismith to come back. And then I even look at some of the, the players in under 21s like Billy Gilmore, uh, Hornby, uh, Glenn Middle and the Rangers. Mm. I think the future looks really good for Scotland. You know, John, and, made, uh, John made a good point there about the age, Hugh, and I think it's something we mentioned on Friday night because... Well, he picks the right examples. You know, McGregor certainly wouldn't fall into that category, Stephen Fletcher, but everyone else is what you would call young. And even if you are talking about the guys mm-hmm. to come back, I mean, even, you know, Griffiths is younger than Fletcher. You've got Tierney, McGinn. There is a real freshness about it. No one is pretending that because we beat Albania 4 0, that Alec has stumbled upon the magic formula. And that everything will be all right now. The twenty years of exile from the major tournaments will end. No one is pretending that that is the case. However, there were many reasons to be optimistic after that game was over on Saturday night. And the caller's quite right to highlight those who have still to come along, and those who are even younger than them. So, 
It's all I'd looking like good. Yeah, d- just one last thing. It's all looking yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. However, if we lose tomorrow night, we're a great country for throwing everything out. The baby goes out with the bathwater if we don't get the right result tomorrow night. However, right now, Monday night, we're looking forward optimistically. We'll let Wednesday night take care of itself. And you go, John. Yeah, I was just I'm thinking about a year ago when we played Slovenia in our last kind of like tournament. There was mm-hmm. only one player that started the other night and that was Andy Robertson for that first eleven. So that's a big changeover in just over a year for that one team to the next. So McLeish a lot of players, older players, senior players have kinda of left or they don't want to be picked. So he's had a lot to deal with since he became Scotland boss. And the games he has lost, the the friendlies, he he wouldn't have picked two friendlies. I mean, they're big, big teams they've played, so I think they've got to go off his back and give him a wee bit of time. And uh, I'll be there tomorrow night. All right, it's, it's my anniversary tomorrow night, but I'll be there counting on Scotland. Happy anniversary to Carol. <laughs> Carol is a very understanding lady, Hugh Keevans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Carol, happy anniversary. He'll be back home around about 11 o'clock. And hopefully he'll be happy. Thank you to John. Um, Alex... What about the And it was one of the previous callers That mentioned it earlier And then this sort of ties in With what John was saying about The age And, and yep. he talks about the future It's not the be all and end all But there was something quite nice The other night To see Scotland line up at set pieces And see Bates McKenna Patterson Fletcher We look to have a significant height advantage At times and Like I say Clearly not the be all and end all We don't want to get to the stage Where we think Yep fill the team full of Giants Giants And, and, and it'll all be fine But if you can if you can get them in there with, Without compromising Some of the football You play middle yeah. to front Certainly certainly a nice option Is it not? Yeah well I, I think we uh, We had that kind of Physical aspect And you need it In modern day football You see it time after time You know you look at England's winner yesterday It was a set play again And it's a crucial part Of uh, the game uh, I, I like the fact That there is A good Age Kind of blend You know it's not all guys At the tail end This gives you scope And it can give you vision To look forward Which Alex will be trying to do I thought John's John's point Was really interesting there Because You often hear me saying You know in terms of Personally I don't really look Too much into the friendly games It's like a a pre-season For a team When they're trying to gel And you're trying to mix and match He was blooding Lots of young guys You could say that You know some of the opposition But you're trying to mix and match Because it it was a Different manager you're trying to bring in a lot of different younger guys who, you know, the, the, as an example, Bates, um, Christie's coming into the fold. Fraser's actually just breaking in. Ryan Fraser's just breaking yeah, in. I think he's Scotland. only got four, only had four Scotland caps before I, the other night. I think Big Alec was the one that actually gave him his debut in terms. He might have started for Gordon, but I mean, actually started. I think Alec was the or one. Or Phil. That, yes, started. But so the point is that he's actually brought in a lot of guys. He brought in Suter mm. and so. There was a wee bit of experimental with this, but the point that I want to make about John said there is, I think over the course of his last tenure with competitive games and this, he's run about a sixty-four percent win rate, which mm. is which is good at any level. So, but he, that's all by the by because he has to get to a tournament. Mm. And that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. But you know you have to put things in context I, as well. Again, clearly, no one should get carried away by one win against Albania. That would be silly. Oh. But does Bates? And McKenna have the makings of an international partnership for you. Well, can we can we wait and see how they get on? No, I, I'm Israel? hoping for an answer now, if you don't mind. Well, uh, yes, uh, on the basis that we're not swamped by competitors for them. Yeah. Uh, but the last time we played Israel in a competitive match at Hamden, let me tell you, the centre half pairing, Alec McLeish and Alan Hansen. 
Now You're not bad eh? we, We've got, we've now got Bates and McKenna Who I don't think Have a handful of International caps Between them yet No uh, So good luck to them Good luck to all of the players Tomorrow A lot rides on this game As I say No one's pretending That Alec has stumbled upon The magic formula And everything will be Transformed overnight If he doesn't win Tomorrow night The, the wolves will be at the door I, I, sorry, I actually quite like that partnership. I know it's early doors and you can't yeah, get carried away, but you've got to just talk about what but, you're seeing. Yeah, but listen, I think one of the factors, and I think we've not really touched upon it as well, is the fact that they went down to 10 men after 22 minutes. So that kind of gives it a false Absolutely. look about it, Gordon. So I think you're right when you say not to get carried away. But in terms of the actual partnership, I quite like it. I, I, I see two very robust centre halves there. The both of them have got pace, they attack the ball very well. So Defensively and offensively mm-hmm. You get an aspect to that as well So hopefully they can take it Into the game tomorrow night John McIlvany's been on Twitter Hugh he, I don't think you can see my notes from here But uh, he says Gordon we must be due to speak about This fine man And he's put a picture up The statue oh, yeah. was, was unveiled at the weekend I know you've, you were you were a keen observer of that You spoke about it on Friday night as well Yeah, yeah. I spoke to Bobby Lennox On the telephone uh, Earlier tonight And uh, you know Bobby For all that he's achieved And what he's achieved 586 appearances for Celtic 277 goals for Celtic 25 medals with Celtic Including European Cup in Lisbon in 1967 For all of that He's a shy, unassuming man Who didn't want to come on and blow his own trumpet So I'll blow the trumpet for him You know, a fantastic player The whole record there tells you the story The buzz bomb as he was known by the Celtic supporters and he was known to his teammates as Lemon. And the reason for that, Alec, was that if you're a reporter back in 62, when I think Bobby played his first game for Celtic, 1962, you'd be filing copy on the telephone. And sometimes you'd be filing to newspaper offices that what were. What does filing copy England. mean for people who are not. That's what you know. Up with the terminology. Uh, Celtic, phone Celtic. the story in rather than write it on yeah. the laptop. You, you phone it. Yeah, okay. yeah it was the, the old fashioned journalism. And. They had what were called copy takers. You phoned to a copy taker. And the reporter said Bobby Lennox. And the copy taker thought he said Bobby Lemon. And <laughs> he, he became he became Wee Lemon forevermore after that. So it's a lovely statue. He is Bobby from Salcoats the way he wants to be. And very well done, Sir Robert Lennox. But it's interesting when you were talking about uh, your, your dealings with him, Hugh, over the years. Mm. I was fortunate enough to come across Bobby when I was about 14, 15. And if you remember the old AstroTurf down in Hell of Vale Street, yes. uh, I used to go and, if you were fortunate enough, you got invited up to go with the S-Forms for Celtic. And, and you were getting coached with guys like Bobby Lennox and Jinky Johnson. And here I am, this wee kind of Rangers kind of minded. Uh, character kind of getting taught with these guys and I have to say they were absolutely tremendous and, and it was all kind of skills orientated and, and I, ma- I actually believe it or no I mastered that kind of step over which always got me out of trouble throughout my career and it was with the guys that taught us it yeah. I'm also I'm pretty worried about this tweet but I'll go for it anyway Anthony McKenna says ask Hugh about the family secret he revealed on Saturday oh. is that not is that not for broadcast purposes well, well I'll tell you very quickly when, <laughs> when, when, uh, when my uh, grandfather was a trainer with the ants he had a bit of a skirmish with a referee at the end of a game one day uh, and I was given by the club's historian on Saturday the newspaper accounts of this matter. He was fined three guineas. Three guineas for the... the wow. Those what, of you who... What's are, that in today's terms? Uh, 
Three guineas was three pounds and fifteen pence. In nineteen twenty-two, when the skirmish with the referee occurred, it was worth one hundred and seventy-five pounds. <gasps> wow! There you are. Some donut. It is. It's a bit like you that time with David Ginola. Oh no, that the, was the that, was, uh, that more than that was Okay, right. You don't mess the keepings as a bit. No, you do not. That's, you wouldn't resort to that anyway. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Richard is on the line. Wants to talk about the broadcast deal, and Alex is on talking about the team for tomorrow. We'll get the full time teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Join me Gordon Duncan on tonight's show And it's time for them to tackle this full-time teaser As always we are looking for your questions We'd love to get them on the show So the address you need if you've got a good question Is fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com John Clark has sent tonight's question in Hugh And he says Not the Lisbon Lion I don't think so No oh, Could be, I doubt it Since Scotland last qualified for a major tournament 98 There have been nine different players Who've scored penalties In a qualifying match Can you name them? So you're only looking for nine And you can play along on Twitter Some of you will scoosh this At Clyde SSB if you want to play along Get your thinking caps on We're looking for the nine different Scotland players Who've scored penalties in a qualifier Since 98 Alexander No (laughs) (laughs) He's so confident You've just seen the look in his face Russell Martin No Uh, Kenny Miller Yes You were just thinking because Alexander was He was a penalty specialist wasn't he But not for Scotland what a question this is Fletcher Brown Yeah Fletcher He scored one like What two days ago I thought that would have been A good place to start No Well it's okay We're in We're off the mark you know? Sometimes you have to think And there's a bit of a secret On the full time teaser Sometimes you have to think Why are they asking that question now Because it's usually One of the answers Has happened quite recently Not always But there you go Stephen Fletcher And Kenny Miller You're looking for Seven other players Who've scored Scotland penalties in qualifiers since '98? Yes, <laughs> he scored a couple, a couple of games ago. The real, isn't he? Yeah. All right, that's a good start. Stephen Fletcher, Charlie McGrew, Kenny Miller. Play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB, and if you've got a good question, please do send it full time at Clyde One dot com. Who's been hanging on the longest? I'm going to be fair. In fact, we had another call that's gone about tomorrow night's game. Uh, let's go for Richard in Airdrie. Then, hi, Richard. How you doing, lad? Not bad, Richard. What's your point tonight? It's about uh, the broadcasting rights going to Sky exclusively for the uh, for the Premiership. I think it's a disaster. I think Sky's coverage of Scottish football is pathetic. I want to know, did Neil Doncaster just go for the highest bid? You should be looking at who promotes their game, who puts time and effort into their game, and BT do it hand down every time. Sky, I think there was a game last year between Celtic and Rangers and Sky came on the air 15 minutes before kick-off and left the game less than 15 minutes after kick-off to go to a, an English Premiership game. That's what they think about us. They think us is a backwater. They're on about £100 million. That's, that's pocket change to them. That's mm. nothing. It's great for us. It's a lot of money, but is it just, is it just the money? We're looking to promote our game and they don't give it, they don't give it the, the, the time it deserves. We don't talk about it, they don't analyse it properly 
and I think I won't be subscribing to them. Never had Sky. I think DT. They've had they get our shows before kick off. We talk on the Friday night, dedicated totally to Scottish football. Talk about every game, and then a good half hour or so on the game. A good forty five minutes after the game, no matter what game it is. But Sky, and and don't get me started about the punters, Andy Walker, Chris Boyd, Chris Commons. Um, totally well, I, I I would not have a conversation with you about the 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 merits of the the pundits on either station because because they might not think you're any good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, you know, it, I'm not here to criticise people's work, but you've said on more than one occasion, Richard, is it just about the money? Yes, yes, it is. It's just about the money because if Neil Doncaster had got an inferior deal. People would have said There he goes again Underselling the Scottish game And you're talking about The promotion of our game Well We've done that bit for ourselves The clubs have done that bit For themselves By having Brendan Rodgers And Stephen Gerrard And Stephen Clark And Neil Lennon And Derek McInnes And all the all the Craig Levine All the good things That are going on here It's the hard sell And we have provided Our own hard sell and Sky have responded in kind by saying, right, what we understand to be in excess of £30 million. So, yes, it is about the money because the clubs individually benefit from this deal. Richard, I, I do see where you're coming from, but let, let's let's flip it, as Hugh says. You imagine that Neil Doncaster of the SPFL, he doesn't make the decision on his own, but the SPFL accepted... Less money they, they accepted what was not the best bid And then come out to justify it and said Yeah you know what we, we just sort of prefer it We just think the programme's a bit better And we like the guys that are on it more oh, not, You know can you imagine, about, the, can you imagine the reaction about, to that? It's not just about the guys that are on it it's Nah I'm being flippant it is that It's about the coverage that they give to the game Like I say 15 minutes either side of an old firm game Our biggest game and they can only give us 15 minutes either side of it. When there's a game on on a Friday night, whether it be Motherwell against H- Hamilton, no disrespect to them, but, but BT have got a good hour before and a, and a good half hour after it. No disrespect, because they're, they're decent clubs and it's a, good, a decent game. That's my point. And it gets us over on air more. So if we're on air more... That means advertising is going to be more. Yeah, but you, you're, so you're, your money will come from that. You're introducing uh, no, no. The, the, the clubs don't benefit from advertising. The the TV station benefits from advertising. No, but no, but but you're advertising in the ground. Yeah, but what what Richard is saying though, Hugh is talking. There, there, there is a separation there. There's the amount of money that the broadcaster is going to pay the league, but then. How do you shine a light on that league and therefore grow things that way? So there, there, there is a difference. Richard is talking about. One example of a 15 minute build up Followed by a 15 minute summary And off they go somewhere else That I can only imagine Was because of scheduling Because of the, the, the nature of the game That was about to be played in England And they have dual markets To concern themselves with The Scottish market, the English market It won't be 15 minutes before And 15 minutes after All of the time They will of course uh, Devote as much time as scheduling allows But Again, you know, I, I'm really not being flippant when I say this. It is about the money. If CBBS had offered <laughs> more money than anybody else, CBBS would be doing it. Uh, so it, the clubs need money. They're been crying out for money. 
Now they've got more money than they've ever had before. Therefore, the deal that's been done is a good one. Oh, okay. Happy with that. Thank you to Richard and Airdrie. It's 01419511025. Uh, on the phones on Twitter It is at Clyde SSB So I'm sure there will be uh, More to come on that as well So the, the, the two main issues If you like Dominating things tonight Let's hear a bit from Ryan Fraser Shall we He obviously played a key part Got the ball rolling In Albania But he says it only counts If they finish off the job Against Israel tomorrow Remember it's a win Really is what we need uh, Which would put us through To the semi-final of the playoff A one-legged game And then through uh, hopefully to the next one You win that You're in the Euros Simple as that Hugh mm. Very yeah. simple Let's hear Ryan Fraser Delighted to get the goal uh, And assist And just more delighted To get the win To be honest um, People were saying It was going to be An easy an easy win But they, they beat Israel In the first game of the season um, In the first game of the tournament So it was no easy game We came here with a lot of um, A lot of questions to answer And um, yeah Just um, I think we we done well yeah, look, it's um, I've called off myself, so um, it's never nice. You don't want to not play for your country, so um, we just had to the boys step in. Um, the boys that maybe weren't playing before um, came into the team and just done a job. So um, the big game is now on Tuesday, and we need to get ready for that. It gives us a lot of confidence. Scoring four goals away from home is never easy. To please the fans, just to it's a new shape that we've played um, in the tournament. So um, to get that um, going as well, so um, it'll give us a lot of confidence, and uh, we'll try and win the game. How important. Could or should he be going forward Because he's been playing at a very high level And there, there are two ways to look at that You can talk about the level just in terms of the league But also individual performance has to come into that He's been performing well in that league for quite a while As he mentions himself There were times when Gordon Strachan didn't pick him And then there were squads he had to drop out of and so on And all that's left him with is, is five caps at the moment And you, you just get the feeling Alex from a player As good as he is playing at the level he is Now's the time for him to try and kick on So much more to come Gordon uh, I think we've seen highlights of what he, he can do It's interesting because people start uh, the, the, the old one is the square uh, Blocks in the round holes or whatever. <laughs> you I help think. him out with that one You, you, you saw that out Square anyway, pegs Square pegs, square pegs and round holes, holes. Yeah. Anyway so the, the thing is uh, It's a boy I've, I've watched for a long time He played at Bournemouth when I was at Blackpool He can play as a wing back Hugh Ultimately, we'd rather get him further forward, but he's played there for Bournemouth as well. And, and and people talk about this, oh, he's not in his natural position. If you think back to the game against, I think it was Hungary, he got the penalty and he also got the assist as a wing-back. So this boy's got a lot in his armoury, so he's got a lot to offer Scotland going forward. I just think when you look at his... Because I, I always say this to you, Gordon, about levels. He's performing at a level week in, week out, with a team that's doing really well. And... He's performing And then we all, You always say What tangible thing Can you see yeah. See assists uh, he's, he's in I think he's a top Assist In the Premiership So far this season So Or creating chances So he's got a lot to offer Yeah Hugh I mean He was the one Who got the The ball rolling On Saturday night A bit of quality We mentioned Ryan Christie's uh, Part in it But a, a terrific finish From him and th- these are the types of attacking players that the fans want want to see and hopefully can impact lots of games rather than just one the other night. We always used to use a simple rule of thumb uh, with regard to the national team. How many of them played in the top league in England? Yeah. Not not necessarily our own top league. How many did it in England? Well, we've got him now, Ryan Fraser. We've got McTominay who came on on Saturday night. Uh, I mean, and Andy Robertson's the yeah, obvious one at the yeah. moment. So even that side of things is looking up. Uh, as I say, my fervent hope is that everyone unifies behind Alec McLeish and the team tomorrow night 
my other fervent hope is that we beat Israel and we progress in the tournament because there is a basis for something to be built on there and that what we need to avoid mm. is anything that causes us to go into one of our national introspection sessions where the manager gets the bullet and everything goes back to the drawing board. I mean, in that area of the pitch, Alex, because we've sort of experimented with different shapes and so on, and you're even arguing back to, to Gordon Strachan's time as well, you've seen so many guys occupy that role. I mean, even Snodgrass has probably been there, Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie yeah. um, there have been times when Matt Phillips perhaps played out wide. Um, Oliver Burke, even remember, at the start of, of Strachan's previous campaign, you just feel... And things can change But if you look at the way Forrest is performing for Celtic And the way Fraser is performing for Bournemouth It would just be really nice to have those two For a full campaign Every game Taking taking the game to teams Yeah, it would be ideal, Gordon And unfortunately if you just listen to Young Ryan Fraser there He's had a lot of issues with injuries, Gordon That's He had to pull out the last uh, game as well Which is unfortunate for him So if he can get that campaign That you're talking about Playing time after time Because if he can add his Premiership Quality to, to a campaign Then it would bring a lot uh, And again it goes back to the personnel Because Alec McLeish would have to use guys like this Because they create so much In the modern day game as well In terms of the counter attack Forrest and Fraser would just give you the legs to burn So uh, I feel as if the, the, the both of them Are going to have a bright, a bright future going forward Yeah Hugh I mean it would be Unthinkable really to, to see any changes Wouldn't it Unless they're forced Tomorrow I know you, you mentioned Perhaps at right back But because we don't really Have another one That would just be surprising Well you know I'm a great believer In momentum And They're all feeling Good about themselves They're all full of themselves In the best possible Productive way Yeah. So Send them out again Alex is in Paisley What's your thoughts then What are your thoughts On tomorrow Alex Hi good evening guys How you doing Good Hi. thanks Listen, on tomorrow night we'll win it in a hole. I've heard all night and we've been hearing all week about Alex McLeese. If it goes wrong, he carries the can. But uh, Alex, Alex Rail, understand what I'm talking about. I'm a football coach. I've been for 20 odd years. And like any any football coach or football manager, you go to your backroom staff as well and you say, look, sit down. This is the place we've got to be go with. It's not just about Alex McLeese here. A lot of fans are going on that guy's back for no reason at all. Some people don't want him in. Some people do want him in. And if it doesn't go well against Israel, then... He carries the can, but Peter Grant, James McFadden, all these guys behind him, they all support him 100%. So my take on it is quite simple. For the players that never showed up, and your players, you can understand that. Alex knows what I'm talking about. They've called off. For the players, for whatever reason, they didn't want to turn up. I, I personally think, shame on them. Every player, worth his soul, whether you're a young boy or no, the pinnacle of your football career is to play for Scotland. Every player, player loves that. That's the highlight of your year. Your, your whole life is to play for Scotland if you're a footballer. But... The guys that went out the other night and won the 11 boys, I know the right back didn't have a great game. I forget his name. You were talking about earlier. Awesome. Right, right. But I, I would put him back in the right back and say, listen, you did us a favour. You're in there. And again, Alex will know what I'm talking about here. I put the same 11 boys out tomorrow night and Big X saying, I need the tap army behind me. The fans will come out. Start the 11 boys tomorrow mm-hmm. against Israel and see if they win. Then they've got a dilemma. Because see all the players that called off for them. They should come back up to Alex because say, I'm sorry, boss. And Alex should go, do you know what? You'll train until I think you're fit enough to get back into this team. I'm still going to go with the same 11 boys. And as Alex Ray pointed out earlier on, if there's no, no broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And good luck to the team tomorrow night. That's my point. Well said, Alex. The only thing you would have to acknowledge, Alex Ray, is that um, you know some of those players were, were are, and are injured. So, you know, it's, it's, 
Yeah. We don't, I don't think we have to write them all off and say you can't you can't ever come back again or you know that they're 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 somehow having to to, to wait in line because players get injured and pull out of squads. It was uh, unprecedented last week. I think it was nine uh, call offs, Gordon. But uh, Alex will know with the, with the problems where the medical staff would have overseen that as well. And and when you look at the personnel, guys like McGinn and Tierney and that, they don't pull out. You know what I mean, Hugh? Yeah. So you look at them type of guys. The boy O'Donnell's just come into the frame. So he's not going to. Yeah, Michael Devlin could have been getting his first Absolutely. ever cap. I mean, it's so, but so so the thing is, it's a case of this is an interesting thing. If Scotland can go and get a positive result tomorrow night, Hugh, then what happens all of a sudden is people want to then rejoin the group because they're on a one and roll. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington, caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Now, of course, all the football chat is very important, but this is even more important. I'm sure it's not escaped to your attention that Christmas is fast approaching. The lights went on last night, didn't they, uh, in Glasgow. So the time is fast approaching. Many of us are excited about it, but unfortunately for thousands, and I mean thousands of children right here on our doorstep, Christmas is just another day. Not special at all. And in fact, we then want to make a difference and we can we can use you to help that. You can make it happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year Your money It's so hard to Emphasise Just how much It's needed And how well it's used So so let's hear from Naz From Crookston Community Group Because she can certainly uh, Put it better than I can We found over the years We're giving out more and more Food parcels Each day Whereas before it would be Each week This is the first time For us Where Cash for Kids Giving us that money Allowed us to actually Feed children And they came from everywhere It was not just The hunger side of it It was the emotional side of it It's isolation side of it There's so many different Other issues That were being dealt with At the same time So that shouldn't happen But it does And you can help If you want to donate £5 Text the word Clyde to 70808 That's Clyde to 70808 And every pound goes to help out Local children this Christmas The answers to the full time teaser Are next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com it's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is here, Alex Ray is here And they're going about this full-time teaser It was sent in by John Clark tonight If you've got any good questions, please do send them in We'd love to use them Full-time at ClydeOne.com So the question is this Since 98, there have been nine different Scotland players Who've scored penalties in qualifiers Stephen Fletcher and Charlie Mulgrew are the two most recent You've also got Kenny Miller Any more? Robert Snodgrass Yes Lee Griffiths No John Collins Yes Barry Ferguson No Tam Boyd No oh, That's that run over Right <laughs> well Stephen Presley Nope Come on Hugh <laughs> You've got four to get mm, Struggling Hugh was telling us about the, the juniors What were you up to the weekend? I was uh, Chris Boyd Testimonial uh, 6-3 we lost It was absolutely Fantastic Who's testimonial? Chris Boyd Penalty taker Chris Boyd Oh Chris Boyd <laughs> <laughs> Honestly you're murder You're murder Right Chris Boyd Kenny Miller John Collins Robert Snodgrass Charlie Mulgrew Stephen Fletcher So you've got three to get And you've still got time To get Gordon, them Gordon just before you go If there's any footage Of the first goal Rangers goal On Saturday Please send it on Twitter 
Did you score it? No, no, oh, right. no, no. It was one of the best goals you're ever likely to see. Never mind this uh, Ryan Fraser and uh, Forrest. I'm telling you, this was the world. Who scored it? I was a 50 yard diagonal by myself. Oh, oh here he goes. I knew you had to be involved. On the volley, he's chipped. Who? The first team. Uh, Peter Lovencrantz chips the Kamarnock first team goalkeeper from about 25 yards. All in the one. Well, Jamie McDonald's away with Scotland, so it must be the other guy. Well, did he not play the last game? He did, to be fair. Right, okay. Uh, at Clyde SSB, keep playing along with the teaser. Barry is in County Durham. Hi, Barry. What's your point tonight? Good evening, lads. Uh, first of all, it's about the Sky deal yes. for the BT. Uh, I completely agree with uh, Mr. Kevins. Uh, it's all about the money. Mm. Uh, and I think for, for, for years, a long time, Scottish football started to be left behind by the English Premiership. And I think, as, as Hugh said earlier, our clubs need the money. Uh, now, unfortunately, I'm, I'm doing here, I, I, don't, I, I don't get to a lot of games, but I just think they should take this chance because the game needs an injection. It needs better coverage. And the, the game has been spoken for itself by the managers, Brendan Rodgers, Stephen Gerrard, Stevie Clark, they've they've done hard work. Yeah, and even all right, BT. I enjoy BT's coverage, but where were BT to match this offer or or increase the offer if they want to keep it? Yeah, I mean it's not a beauty competition. You know, it's not whose work is better than somebody else's work. Although that is important. I'm not. Yeah, I mean it is important, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is important, but. You can't, you know, when Sky cover football matches, I'm not talking about who says what beforehand or who says what after. When they cover football matches, there are cameras everywhere and that's why referees come under all sorts of pressure and, you know, we, we always get round to the who done it argument. Uh, but it it's not necessarily about that. It's not about, you know, BT have some excellent pundits, uh, some of whom will be sorry to see them go. Uh and it's all very enjoyable But it's not a beauty competition It's not about who's prettiest at Covering the games It's about the hard cash mm. Yeah I mean a couple Of, of tweets along that line uh, Jason Smith says I used to be a, an FD At a League 2 club Any increase in the yearly fees From the SPFL Will affect clubs massively In the lower leagues Assuming it trickles down The same way as before It's a cracking deal by the SPFL And I'm not a fan of the SPFL board But credit is due Says Jason Smith Barry you want to come back in? Hey, I, I, I think clubs, Lord, do, do need the money hey, for to, to, to survive. Hey, obviously, buy more players, recruit more players. So I, I, I think, I mean, for example, before Sky pumped in this money way back to the to make this Premier League, a lot of these clubs were, were dare I say it. Just mediocre, uh, and Sco- uh, some of the Scottish teams would be able to get the better of them. But since Sky's put all this money in, we've been left way behind. I mean, Man City, for example, they weren't where they are now. And I-, I know I'm going back a lot of years, but these clubs have all came. Some of these clubs have all came to the fore because of this money. Mm. I-, I mean, Hugh, it is worth acknowledging that whilst it is the you know, it's a decent deal in relative terms. If you believe the reported figures, whatever it is, somewhere in the region of 
Of 33 million a year I, th- I still understand why fans would point to other countries And say what? We deserve far more than that We deserve mm-hmm. more Look at what they get Look at what they get We've got a good product We deserve more But from SPFL's perspective You can only You can only accept the bids that you've got And you've got Neil Doncaster's word for it That when it was put before the clubs They have said Straight away Without hesitation Right That's the deal for us We'll have that Thank you uh, I do understand That everyone has their personal preferences With regard to Pundits With regard to match commentators And summarisers Programme presenters I do understand all that It's relatively unimportant however It's the money Neil Doncaster is told We need a deal that reflects The more positive nature of the product that we have now And he's gone out And he's got it And he's got as much as The winner of the auction Who happened to be Sky Was willing to put out So he's done his job As I say he gets it in the neck On a regular basis And sometimes he deserves it But he's done his job He and the other negotiators Whoever they may have been They have done their job They've got the deal done Mm. Uh, Thank you to Barry in County Durham What about the question The last uh, nine players Who've scored penalties for Scotland In qualifiers since 98 You've got Fletcher Stephen Fletcher Charlie Mulgrew Robert Snodgrass Chris Boyd Kenny Miller John Collins Gary McAllister Nope Um, Who would have been Gordon Strachan's time Sort of dead ball specialist then Uh, uh, Sean Maloney Yes Sean Maloney Well done Right you've Mm. got two to get Uh, Just briefly Hugh Before I try and I'll give you clues If Mm. we need them uh, domestically Not a lot this weekend But Partick Thistle Falkirk I mean it, it is a first point For Gary Caldwell yeah. Fair enough But perhaps doesn't do anyone Great uh, favours Well that, But that is the only positive That you can take from that game He Got a point At last uh, If It had been five games played No points under Gary Caldwell We'd all have seized upon it And it would have been a talking point He got a point uh, it, it may have been snatched from him Belatedly uh, But Onwards and upwards And the fight goes on Yeah I suppose in that respect Alex when you're losing games yep. uh, Here comes the most obvious Statement of the night That one point is better than none And it gives you a starting point To try and kick they, on They have to do something Gordon That's seven defeats In the bounce prior to that It's a point uh, You know they've got uh, Queen of the South away So you know they're, they're, they're coming thick and fast So they need to try And get a win somewhere Right you've got two more On this teaser They're both strikers I'm not sure if that helps you uh, But they're both strikers They've both scored penalties Obviously since 98 For Scotland in qualifying Fires. Naismith Nope I said that um, Right one is very much Retired Gone Out out, out of the out of the Playing side of it He's been involved in coaching uh, A bit of punditry as well uh, And if you were going through His previous clubs You would count off The likes of Rangers And Dundee McCann Hmm uh, Think Jim McIntyre Oh wee dodgy Billy Dodds oh. And the last one Still plays In Scotland's bottom tier Beatty No The other one He's still quite a prolific goal scorer In that division He's not been shifted to the back Like Craig Beatty Uh, The lowest division Scored a penalty against Spain Would you believe (laughs) Come on Played for Dundee United And then went down south to Blackburn You two are unbelievable. Let's see, we're going to get this. 
Blackburn. Good Willie, David Goodwillie, your time is up. We are back tomorrow night at six o'clock, live from Hamden with Gordon Deal and Roger Hanna. Don't miss it. Callum Gallagher's up next.